best friends and introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, we are going to be talking about the concept of horror in movies and books and why we like it so much. Yes, there's a reason, and yes, I will get into it with my recommendation. But first, we are going to do our customary mental health check. As always, you're going to rate your mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. Today, I'm sitting... You know what? I think I'm at a five again. This is weird. I don't know that I've ever been at a five except for maybe twice in all the years that I've been doing the podcast. I say all the years, but it's been like two years. I'm always like three or four, but today I'm feeling I'm feeling kind of five-ish, you know? I'll, I'll go with it. So let me tell you what's been happening with me. I am still on my antidepressant journey, okay? I'm optimistic about it. I'm happy about it. I really don't have any side effects anymore, which is great. I don't have any weight side effects, any sex side effects. I don't have any side effects that I'm noticing, except for the fact that I have a ton more motivation and I don't feel the need to sleep during the day. So I'm into that. It's really helpful for getting work done, which I'm trying to do. <laughs> so um, I'm into that. I did have an issue with Walgreens not wanting to fill my prescription. And it was this whole thing of them continually canceling my refills because I am traveling this month. I am recording these episodes ahead of time, but on different days so we can still do kind of live time mental health updates. Um, so I am traveling this month and I need to get my medication because I need to have my medication. Like it, it's just part of, <laughs> part of my life now. So I tried to do my refill and they kept canceling it. They canceled it twice. And finally, I just called them and I'm on hold for 20, 25 minutes. Hold music is amazingly annoying because it's like the same 20 seconds over and over and over. I sit through that. And then I finally talked to someone who is like, yeah, we can't give it to you because it's too early. I'm like, okay, great, but I'm traveling. So what is the plan? And she's like, all right, cool. Hold on one second. Let me check. And then she comes back and she's like, oh, so if you wait till tomorrow to refill it, you won't have to pay out of pocket for an early refill. We'll just refill it tomorrow, have your insurance pay for it. And if your insurance pays for it, it's free. I'm like, great. That would have been nice to know several days ago when it was canceled for the first time, but it's fine. It's fine. No worries. As long as I can get it, it'll be, it'll be good because honestly, the last thing I want to do is go off this medication, especially just like suddenly. This is something that you kind of have to wean off of because of the effects on obviously your brain and your body and your chemistry and whatever. And going off of anything like that cold turkey is just not, not a good time. So I'm not trying to go through withdrawal while I'm trying to have a good time in Canada, okay? <laughs> so that's happening. Uh, I got that all squared away. I am also in the middle of like what I feel is a transitional period for myself and my identity. I'm going through my like every five to seven year hair chop thing. My hair is crazy long right now. Maybe you don't care about this, but it's integral to <laughs> who I am. I cut my hair off like every five to seven years it's down to like the lower middle of my back right now and I'm going to cut it up to my shoulders and for some people that's like oh my gosh are you having a mental breakdown and the answer is no 
I just do this all the time because my hair does grow and I'm happy with that and it's fun to do. It's fun to change. And I just feel like I'm at a time in my life where I just want to cut it off again. You know, I'm tired of the long hair and I want to try something new. So cut it off, color it a little differently. I'm revamping my wardrobe a little bit. I am kind of going through all this change in myself. And I don't know if that's like the antidepressants. I don't know. Maybe it is. But it just feels like me. It doesn't feel like something that is being artificially put in my brain. And I think then I would have a problem with it. But it feels like I'm able to do the things that I would want to do without really overthinking it too much. Even like calling Walgreens on the phone. Normally I'd need like an hour and a half to like build up to it. And then I'd call them and then I'd need an hour and a half to recover. Like talking on the phone is just not my thing. But I just called them and it was like nothing. Like I didn't even think about it. And it didn't occur to me until after I spoke to them that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have done that before. That's interesting. So yeah, I'm, I'm just in this phase of transition and I'm, I'm feeling really good about it. So I'm just going about it, sticking with my five. I'm very happy about it. So don't forget that this is also your time to check in with yourself. Maybe you're also in a time of transition, but you're thinking, oh, what will people think? I don't, I don't want people to judge me or whatever. And there's this quote, probably a Dr. Seuss quote or something, but it says, the people who mind don't matter and the people who matter don't mind. And I really love that because the people who really matter in your life will be happy for you and the changes that you're trying to make, even if they're not changes that they would make, you know, like the people in your life should support you no matter what. And I know the people in my life that I call friends and my husband and just the people I value will support all of the changes that I'm going through right now. So go forth, do you, check in with yourself, always be honest with yourself. While you are thinking about that, I am going to tell you my recommendation for the week And this is also why I decided to do this topic this week. So I started watching this show on Amazon Prime called From, F-R-O-M, like From. And it is such a good horror thriller series. Now, when I first started watching it, the first season was free on Prime. And then the second season, you had to get MGM+. Plus. I don't have MGM Plus. I have Amazon Prime though. So I was like, I'll enjoy the first season, see if it's worth it. I got to episode six on Prime and then they switched it to where you needed MGM Plus to watch both seasons. Unfortunately for me, I had already become absolutely hooked on this show. So I texted my husband. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to get MGM Plus at least until I finish this series because it's so good. This is something that my husband will not watch with me. It is scary. It has scary imagery. He is not into horror films. When we were first dating, he took me to a scary movie. And this is so sweet of him looking back because I didn't realize how much he didn't like them. But I was having a bad day. So he took me to a scary movie and the man could not sleep for days. His friend texted me and asked what I did to him because he was so jumpy. So I will not put him through this show. However, if you like 
horror suspense series serieses series you will love 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 this series it's so good okay so the premise and i actually saw this on tiktok i think but there's this town that people end up in randomly so they're on a road trip and they just end up in this town and they can't leave this town cannot be located on a map okay so you might be on a road trip from la to san francisco or from new york to orlando and you could end up in this town okay can't be found on a map and once you get here you cannot leave another issue is that at night after dark these people that are not people they're like nightmare creatures come out and they try to kill you and it's not just like ooh, kill you like they will maul you kind of thing it is such a good series and i was like kind of intrigued by the description like oh that's interesting but i didn't think it would be this good okay i don't want to give any spoilers but it's one of those where i was i had to wait in like a waiting room for a few hours and i was watching the show on my phone with headphones because i'm not a freak (laughs) and i do not bother people with my volume all the way up watching a show like a weirdo Anyway, I was watching this show on my phone and I jumped so bad that the people next to me are like, oh my gosh, are you okay? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm good. I'm just watching this really scary show on my phone. And they're like, all right, cool, weird girl, you be over there with your scary show. But genuinely, I grew up on horror. Like I watched it, like Stephen King's It, when I was six years old, okay? I grew up on horror Hitchcock, all his suspense films, Stephen King, you name it, I have watched it, I have read it. And my mom was really big into horror, so am I, so that's where it comes from. So for me to actually jump is shocking. So definitely, definitely give this a try. I haven't come across a show that has had me in a chokehold like this. Even Love Island UK, like Love Island UK obviously it's a different flavor of show you know like it's a reality show versus a tv drama but love island uk i need a palate cleanser from you know like it's bingeable but i need a palate cleanser from i do not need a palate cleanser i wake up in the morning i'm like okay i need to go watch an episode of this before i get started with my day because i need to know what happens next and the mystery i don't know what's happening but it's so good so please 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 go watch it. I wish this was sponsored because this is such a good ad for this show, but it's not. Go watch it. It's from on Prime or if you have MGM Plus, that's what subscription you're going to need. And if you have MGM through your TV provider, you might be able to get it through them as well. Okay, so I actually started watching this show because of that TikTok video, but like I'd been craving some horror in my life. And summertime for me is always about horror movies and books. Like, I want a thriller to just grip me. And you know this, I'm a big pool reader. Like, I like to float in the pool and read my book. I like long movie days. Like, I, it's a very solo activity, introvert podcast. I'm an introvert. Those are things that I love to do in the summer. But there's something about the summer for me that is that just makes me crave this even more than like Halloween time. Halloween time, I crave like nostalgic 
monster things. But in the summer, I want a thriller. I want a monster. I want something in the shadows that I can't see. And I was like, why is that? Like, is there something wrong with me? Am, am, am I the drama? I don't know. So I did some research, as I do. And there are people specifically who, like, they've done studies, they being the scientists of the world, I'm assuming. There have been studies of why do people like horror movies? And there's, like, several specific sets of people who like horror movies and books. So the first one is that is people who seek out sensations. Like, you are looking for risky, intense, or novel or new experiences. You are seeking this new sensation. You are wanting this new thing to experience, but kind of in a safe way. And you, as someone who's seeking the sensation, are said to be a high sensation seeker, okay? You're wired to enjoy these, like, stimulating experiences of horror films in a way that other people might not be. I also read that people who like horror possess this psychological protective frame to be able to get pleasure from being scared. So first of all, people who have this protective frame need to know that we are psychologically safe and physically safe. I know that Freddy Krueger is not going to come get me. I know that this from town is not affecting me. You know, it might be real out there somewhere, but I'm not there, you know? So I have this bubble of safety. So I'm able to enjoy this movie and this series in a way that other people who don't have this protective frame or like way of dissociating are not able to do. Next category of the protective frame is if you're able to detach from the experience that you're watching. Again, this is like a dissociation. I can watch a slasher movie and not feel like that's real life, okay? I have never watched those things called like snuff films. That is bad, bad energy for me. But horror movies, I'm able to watch and not feel that weird bad energy because I know that the people I'm watching are just actors. That is fake blood. I've actually, I actually have a vial of the fake blood. It sounds so weird. I have a vial of the fake blood under my bathroom sink from Halloween one one year. I was a vampire and obviously I have to do the whole thing with fake blood. And it's just like this corn syrup type consistency and you can get different kinds if you want it to drip or if you don't. So I know like behind the scenes, this is just a movie. I will tell you that movies that play into kind of what I believe I'm not able to detach from that. So there is this movie that was in a preview of something. I forget what the movie was, but the preview was for The Nun. If you've ever seen The Nun, I will not watch those movies. That freaks me out in a different way. Like, I can't watch those. But there are people, I'm sure, who are like, I can definitely watch that because I know that that's not real. I don't believe that. But I'm like... I don't know if demons exist. I don't know if that's, I don't know, like, is that fake? Is it not? Are we summoning demons by saying their name out loud? I don't know. 
I don't know about that. So that kind of gives me a bad vibe. But like slasher movies and from, I have no bad vibe. Even though, I will tell you this, I did get some nightmares from from. Their imagery is, is scary. It, it is scary. But I know that it's not real. So I can detach from that. The last category of this protective frame or this like dissociation ability that some people have is you have this confidence that you can control and manage any danger that you encounter. So for example, if you visit a haunted house and everything looks so real, you know that they're not going to touch you. This can be fun and exciting because you're not actually fighting for your life, right? So similarly, if you're watching a slasher movie, for example, you are not fighting for your life, okay? So I feel confident in the fact that watching this is not living this. If you don't have these kind of protective frames, as they're called, or ability to dissociate or rationalize away from what you're watching, you probably don't like horror very much. And maybe you never were able to put a finger on why it was that you weren't a really big horror fan, but now you know. (laughs) So I also read just as a tidbit, the majority of people who like horror films are men and younger people, which I thought was, I don't know if it's, they didn't give an actual statistic. So I don't know if it's like 51% of men or 51% of younger people, but I wonder if that involves, for example, the last protective frame. The last protective frame was the confidence in being able to like protect yourself. So maybe younger people and men are more confident in their ability to protect themselves. I don't know. Okay, so that's who likes horror movies. People who can, essentially, who can dissociate from the actual movie itself. Like, we don't, I don't feel like watching a horror movie is living a horror movie. Some people hate it, though. And maybe for them, it feels too real and they're not able to kind of dissociate from it. But still, why do the people who like horror movies like them? There is something called the excitation transfer theory. Bear with me. I know it sounds a little, you know, science-y, but we're going to get into it, okay? This is one of the earliest theories to explain people's enjoyment of horror movies. This theory says that horror media, specifically movies, books, etc., stimulates elevated level of psychological arousal because of the fear they induce. When the movie or the book ends that arousal then intensifies the viewers or the readers feelings of relief and enjoyment which means that you then feel a kind of euphoria and i i don't know that i agree with this one personally because i i mean maybe i guess it could be true but for me when a movie ends and it wraps up all nice with like the killer being caught or killed or whatever it doesn't like add to the enjoyment for me. You know, I think that sometimes it makes it scarier and therefore more enjoyable for me if there's some like little door open, like this could still happen. You know what I mean? There's another theory that we want to experience these things vicariously and master the threats that come our way. In our everyday lives, We do not encounter scary situations all that often. At least I don't. I live a very calm, regular, normal, low-key life. 
okay. But if we do encounter something that is dangerous or scary, it attracts our attention. Just like people who are in a horrible car accident and now the traffic is backed up eight miles, not because the accident is blocking the road, but because people are looking at this this threat, right? Like, oh my gosh, that could have been me kind of thing. This theory goes back to like ancient times, you know, when we were hunter-gatherers and we needed to be aware of all the threats around us. Because if you were not aware of a threat, the threat would probably kill you, you know? So for ancient people, constant vigilance was an absolute requirement in order to avoid becoming a meal for larger predators. Another reason we can like horror is to gain novel experiences or vicarious experiences, like I said. For example, apocalypse horror films allow us to live out like alternate realities. The Walking Dead is such a popular show. And I think it is so popular because there are so many people who are like preppers who literally prepare for the apocalypse. And by watching the show, you're able to kind of vicariously live through the characters. And this, I think I really agree with. And I agree with this in, in games as well. Like horror games, fighting games, open world games. Like that's actually why I gravitate toward open world games is for these vicarious experiences. And I think in the summer when things are just kind of slow and it's kind of a lull, I want this like boost of adrenaline, which pushes me toward the horror genre even more. And if you're having these experiences and you are watching The Walking Dead and the person that you're rooting for makes it out of whatever tight spot they got themselves into, this can contribute to your, your own personal sense of accomplishment. Like even though the character is the one that did the thing, by watching them, you also feel this sense of accomplishment. Like they did the thing, so it feels like I did the thing. And being adventurous in this way makes you feel like more daring, more edgy, more like, I got this, I can take on any threat. And I know that sounds so weird because it's not like horror movies are real life. Not always, you know, there are some that are definitely based on real life events, but for us to feel accomplishment when someone else does something is a little crazy, but the human brain is very weird and there is a lot about it that we do not understand. So honestly, us living vicariously through a horror film is not the craziest thing I've heard about the brain. And the last reason that people can really gravitate toward horror is because it allows you to kind of explore the dark side of humanity in other people as well as in yourself. So here's a little fun fact about me. In high school, I think it was in my English class for some reason, I'm not sure why, but I had to do a presentation on any one topic. And I was that person in high school that had this weird encyclopedic knowledge of serial killers. And don't ask me why. I'm not a sociopath. I'm not a psychopath. I don't, that's not my, my thing, okay? But I just had this knowledge and this insatiable curiosity about these people who set out in the world literally to kill other people. Like that seems to be your whole 
mission and purpose in life is to go kill other people and not get caught and keep killing people. Like, even to this day, that fascinates me in a way that I can't explain. And so this idea that it allows me to explore the darker side of humanity kind of tracks, you know? Like, I am just so curious, like, what exactly is happening with you? Like, was it genetics? Like, is this something in your brain that you were just wired to do and is predestined for you? Was it something that you watched? Was it a game you played? Was it a childhood traumatic event? Like, what is it that causes this in you? And so horror movies and series and books kind of allow us to vicariously explore the nature of evil, both in others and in ourselves. Because when I was doing all this research on these serial killers, I'm like, is there anything that could possibly happen to me that would cause me to do this? Like, I'm, I, I feel like these people, these serial killers are always portrayed as like so handsome and so successful and come from good families and whatever. And I'm like, so what happened? You know, because I know some people who are to the bone good people, like genuinely are the epitome of being a good person and have a lot of trauma, have had horrible things happen to them, and yet they are still good people. So what is it, you know? And is that in all of us? I think is my big question. Is that capacity for evil in every single one of us? I don't know. I don't know, but it is something that really occupied my mind and maybe still plays in my mind sometimes. Because as I am watching these scary movies and scary shows and reading these books, I kind of see snippets of people that I've met. I don't know them anymore, but people that I've met throughout my life, I see them in these antagonists. And I feel like in being able to explore this in a very safe way, I'm a, like, I'm not in danger. I'm not going to be taken advantage of. I'm not going to be hurt. But I'm able to see, like, what's going on here? I'm able to look at this situation from a place that is removed and explore, like I said, that, that dark side of humanity. And I think there's just something fascinating about this darkness Especially because I feel like all of us have a side that we repress. Like our urges, I guess. Like what, what is it? The id, the ego, and the superego. They're all parts of your subconscious. And the id is like your basest desires. And the other two, I don't remember specifically what they do. But between the two of them, they kind of modulate what you actually do right so you might have a desire to ram the back of your car into somebody else's car because they cut you off but your ego and your super ego are like hold on like we're not going to do that because of xyz so we all kind of have that dark side in us and so and so it's just kind of fascinating to watch people who don't hide that not saying it's a good thing, but it's just fascinating in the way that like a train wreck is fascinating. You kind of just can't look away from it. So 
all of this is a little bit a little bit creepy like maybe we're all just a little bit weird if we like horror movies but i did find some benefits to horror so if your partner is like i don't understand why you watch these scary movies all the time i got you let me tell you several reasons why horror is actually good so the first reason is that horror or actually the act of being afraid during a horror movie or a haunted house can facilitate falling in love with someone it is true because you're going through this this scary event it can add to the excitement you feel toward the other person and create this bond of like we went through this scary thing together similarly this is like a conduit for social bonding so if you're in a group of people who go to a haunted house and you're all going through it maybe you're not going to fall in love with the person but oxytocin which is like the bonding hormone is released when you're in scary situations so if we're in scary situations with our friends we're going to come out of there feeling a little bit closer together next is post-horror relaxation so during the horror movie hearts pounding on the edge of your seat maybe you jump maybe you don't but at the conclusion of the movie particularly if there's an ending where it's all wrapped up we have endorphins that are released in your brain which means that as it concludes the bad guy is gone and now you can feel relaxed and refreshed and like good prevailed so the last one and i thought this was very fitting because this is a mental health podcast is that horror actually teaches you how to cope let me tell you this so there's a study that stated that people who watched horror movies were more emotionally and mentally prepared for the covid 19 pandemic than those who don't watch horror movies this is because horror helps you with anxiety and with trauma you develop this ability to cope with stress and to cope with anxiety inducing situations and so when you have very stressful situations such as the pandemic you are less psychologically distressed than those who don't watch horror movies particularly if you're a fan of like the apocalyptic genre because if you've watched the walking dead like you've kind of okay we can't really go outside because the zombies be out there okay i'm prepared for this versus i don't know what to do i'm terrified you know and being able to cope with this stress can translate to other parts of your life as well and actually there are people who believe that like in the mental health professional field believe that you can use horror movies and games and books to help patients struggling with anxiety work on developing emotional and behavioral strategies to cope with their fears which could ultimately make them more resilient in general if you don't like horror this might not be beneficial for you okay but if you do like horror this could be like exposure therapy so if I don't know let's think of a fear if you're afraid of the dark for example like me you can watch movies that 
really lean into this and make the dark this this scary horrible thing and as you're watching this you're experiencing the anxiety right you're feeling your heart pound you're feeling uncomfortable but you're able to just kind of get through it and so as you carry on in outside situations where you're not just watching a movie about the dark you're in a dark room for example you're like okay well i watched this movie and it was scary but i'm able to cope with that stress i'm able to cope with that fear now so the next time someone is like why do you watch scary movies they're not good for you you tell them that they are actually beneficial for your mental health and on that note we are about at the end of our time together this week thank you so much for joining me i love talking to you guys i love talking about horror it is possibly my favorite genre, especially right now, kind of going through a thing. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more of the podcast, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It takes just a couple seconds and it really, really helps the show. And I also just really appreciate it. Always makes my day when I see a new review pop up. If you're not already, you can follow the podcast Instagram and TikTok at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. And I will talk to you all next week. Okay, love you. Bye.